0: Welcome to We Are PPS, where we sit down and speak with the staff, students, and community partners working to make Pittsburgh Public Schools one of America's premier school districts, student-focused, well-managed, and innovative. I'm your host, Ebony Pugh, and I have the pleasure today of sitting down and speaking with Dr. Bernard Taylor, acting principal at Oliver Citywide Academy. Hello. Hello, Hello, Dr. Taylor. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Thank you. So you took over as acting principal at Pittsburgh Oliver Citywide Academy um, this past September, or we call it OCA as often yes. referred to. Can you tell us a little bit about OCA's unique school community? I
1: want to first of all thank you for the opportunity to sing the praises of this 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 fine school. Um, Oliver Citywide Academy serves a student population that is different from many schools because Um, It serves students from grades 4 through 12, Um, so it's an elementary, middle, and a high school, which is very unusual. It serves students who um, have been evaluated through our uh, program for students with exceptionalities, and these are students who have um, emotional, behavioral issues that make it such that they need to be in a specialized environment where not only do they receive um, their academic instruction, but they are also receiving mental health and other social services. So it's um, a unique, it's a unique school. It's a school that is staffed by a dedicated, dedicated uh, group of professionals who care deeply for these students and they're meeting their, sos- their uh, psychosocial needs, their academic needs, and their career and technical needs. So at the end of the day, they're a triple threat they have a lot on their plate, but the staff of that school works diligently to make sure that these children get what they need, which I think is in keeping with the vision uh, of the Pittsburgh Public Schools.
0: So, as you stated, um, the students do have unique needs. So, how is a student selected or eligible to attend OCA? What kind of unique supports are available at the school? Well, I
1: mean, these students. Uh, come to OCA through a rigorous screening process through our program with students students with exceptionalities. So it is not like a magnet program. These students are placed at the school. Oftentimes they have been in um, maybe a um, special ed classroom, a self-contained classroom in one of our um, comprehensive uh, elementary, middle, or high schools. Uh, They may have been in a magnet program, but because of their needs, the the decision is made through the IEP process to place them in um, a setting like OCA. So uh, OCA is part of the family of, um, of, of schools that serve a specialized population like Conroy and Pioneer, so it is through the IEP process. Now at the school, again, they receive Many, uh, they take many of the same courses as their uh, peers that are uh, in a school like Westinghouse, but they also receive therapeutic services, they also receive um, social work services, there's a case management, not only in terms of their IEP, but in terms of a behavior plan, in terms of a um, vocational plan that is implemented. So um, the the variety of needs that students present uh, that is codified in their IEP is what um, determines what type of services they receive and it's the coordination of services. So you're talking about um, health services being involved, obviously our counseling and social work department, also um, our curriculum and instruction department. So it's, um, there are a lot of challenges, but there are far more opportunities for service that again the staff, in my estimation, do an exceptional job in meeting the needs of the students.
0: So you kind of hit a little bit this but in addition to the supports for um uh psychological supports you they do utilize the district's curriculum right absolutely. so it's the same absolutely um, I academic mean, program again
1: i, I want to i think one thing that we need to dispel as a misnomer is that because these students are, the, are there that they're academically um in a place where they need um, a different level of support than maybe a student in, in, in one of our other comprehensive or magnet schools. Um, some of these students are on grade level, um, but it's, it's the, it's the um, balance between their academic performance, but uh, also addressing some of the behavioral, or, or the other psychological issues that may manifest themselves. So we have students who uh, may receive autistic support in addition to behavior support, but you have other students who need the behavioral support but are very much on, on, on track academically. So it's, it's, um, it's, like I said, it's a unique challenge, but it, it, it really shows how, um, how capable the staff has to be to meet each student where that student is. And so it's, um, as I said, it's, it's I don't want to use the word challenge, I want to use the word it's an opportunity for, for service for anybody who is affiliated with that school.
0: You mentioned the staff, and I want to just um, touch on that a little bit about um, the staff at the school. Are there special certifications required of staff at the program? What's like? What's special, what's unique about the staff at school? Well, OCA? I mean,
1: I, I think that the, 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 the certification process is similar for any teacher who is um, uh, obviously a special, who provides services to our uh, students. Um, who have exceptionalities. So there's, they are certified more than likely in some level of special education. Um, they have to have a, a, a grade span that's a little bit uh, different than others because many of them are K to 12 certified in special education. Some are uh, certified to specifically work with students who have um, emotional support needs. So uh, most are certified that way. Um, But it's the amount of additional training that many of these people have um, taken upon themselves voluntarily to get involved in. So many of the the things that the district offers in terms of conflict resolution, that type of training, this staff has has participated in. Um, There is a lot of work around um, positive behavior intervention support, so that part is um, something that they have received specialized training in. Crisis intervention, strategizing. Again, these are things that they need to be adept about because um, of the nature of the student population. So not only are they certified to, uh, to meet the academic needs of students, but it's the additional work that they do to stay abreast of the techniques and strategies that they need to be aware of in order to better support uh, these students emotionally and um, from a psychosocial uh, perspective.
0: So this past September, the tragic assault of a teacher occurred at the school that truly shook the school community that was still reeling after the loss of a student to gun violence earlier this year. Um, Both very difficult um, and tragic incidents. How are the students and staff coping and what supports are in place to facilitate healing?
1: I think that that unfortunate, unfortunate incident also showed me the um, depth of support that this district can extend to a school um, almost instantaneously. Um, I think it's important to note that that incident was, was, is tragic and unfortunate, and what makes it tragic and unfortunate is that it didn't involve a student that the staff had had extensive history with. And I, and I think that it's important to make that notation because the teachers and the staff as a whole there know their student population. Um, they, they invest the time to get to know students. So I, I just think it's, it's, it's important to state that what happened did not involve a student that that had been at the school for an extensive amount of time or that they did not have knowledge of. So uh, that's that's something I hope people really take to heart when they think about this school, because both situations that you mentioned had nothing to do with um, the students that that staff has built rapport with. It it it, they, it had nothing to do with that. But the district, when those things happen, the support that was received, for example, by Dr. Netchai and his staff, in terms of um, having people come out to make sure that if, if staff and students needed help in, in terms of employee assistance or anything, that was done, that was done instantaneously. I want to especially commend Chief Brown and, and our uh, security staff, the resident security staff, the resident security staff, because Chief Brown, Um, His first concern was the safety of students and staff, and he made sure that the school had what it needed to maintain that type of environment. But what he did additionally is he sent people who were well suited to work in that environment. I have watched his staff build rapport with students such that they're going to security staff to ask for help. And when security staff has to intervene, the level of respect that is extended to them, but that the staff extends to the students, makes a huge difference. I I, I can't say enough about the support we've received from Chief Brown, from our facilities department. I mean, they come out, we've had good conversations about what do we need to fine tune how we can better manage the movement of students. Everybody who came out, from Mr. McNamara, from some of his lieutenants, they have all been um, very attuned to what is in the best interest of students, but also how we can make the building more safe and secure. From um, our, our special ed team led by Ms. Camper, Ms. Camper was new in her position, but in terms of the program officer support we've received, um, from um, the, the individuals who have really come, I, I, I want to really sing the praises of um, Ms. Bova Funk, and Ms. Clenetta Jackson who work around the issues around um, social and emotional learning. But they've come and looked at not only that from the perspective of of what students need, but what staff needs. Um, I have to um, call out, um, again, we've received so much support, but I want to also say to Ryan Eldridge, Now, he's in charge of physical education, but he came out on very short notice with Ms. Jackson and Ms. Bova Funk, and they put together a um, staff wellness day. And it was engaging, and everybody had fun, and it helped everybody relax. And that's the kind of um, response from this district that I know um, happens, not just in a crisis, but when people are focused on what's in the best interest of students and staff.
0: So um, that incident, uh, uh, as you you noted, um, around knowledge and knowing a a student, um, prompted some changes at the school. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about some of the steps that have taken to strengthen the safety protocols at the school?
1: Well, I, I think the most important thing is that we have looked at how we look at student movement how we look at where staff is in the building. For example, some parts of the building have been uh, locked off where uh, no one is in a position where they're really away from um, the, the main flow of the building. Uh, we are looking at, for example, where the elementary and middle school wing is located. That gives, gives an example of the, it, it's a perfect prototype for how uh, the high school uh, floor should also look too. I think again, you do want to, when you have younger children in the building, of course you're more attuned to making sure you know, that you have really focused on making that line of separation. Even here, um, we're in Westinghouse, so obviously the middle school is in a more self-contained area than the high school, that, that makes sense. But it's the same type of logic in that type of building. It's reducing the footprint but still allowing for the fact that, as a facility, it offers benefits to all the students there that they need to capitalize on in order for the program to work. But um, from securing doors, from looking at what we need to do to make sure that we know who's entering and who, uh, who's entering and, and when they're entering and, and, when, and when they leave, we, we have a better way of, of uh, focusing on that. The other thing, though, that has been a really good benefit is the students now have a better sense of why when certain things are asked of them, they, they understand why we're asking.
0: Okay. Yes, and I know you also got additional security added to your security off guards added to the, t- your, uh, added to the yes. facility as yes. well. And, and, and again, the benefit of that
1: is, am I grateful that they're here? Exactly. I, I hope I'm, 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 I'm making this plain that they go beyond, they're more than security. They're, they're an extra layer of support for students. And I, I can't sing their praises enough. I cannot because I can be here right now because I know they're holding it down, not only from, from their official job responsibility, which is security, but it's relationship and rapport with students.
0: Um. Well, how you might a little bit, but how have has it, how has the um, safety measures or even the additional, as you said, support from staff impacted the school community?
1: I think I think what what has happened is that I, I think the staff, particularly in a in a in a school like this, I think that they can feel that they're an island unto themselves. I I think that. We also have to work with the students to help them understand that, they're, that beca- th- there's this feeling that because they're at OCA, that there must be something wrong with me. And, I, and, and, and the staff does a great job um, of imploring to these students that you're at OCA so we can help you move on to returning to your home school or even if you need to stay here, you don't have to be here all the time. We have students, for example, that are participating in CTE programming. We have students who spend part of their day at OCA, but then they're going off to work. I don't know that people know that, but what we have to help the students understand is, this is not a permanent condition, this is a temporary step along the way, and it, it, it's exciting, we have a young man who is going to transition back to um, at the start of the second semester. Those are the, the quiet successes that the school enjoys that maybe we don't have a big celebration about it, but it is a victory. But the other piece that I think people don't understand is we, they're not just sent back and saying, okay, little bird, fly, it's they still get support from the school. the OCA staff is still going to check on that student. When they go to CTE, somebody from OCA OCA is going to check on that student and to advocate for that student if that student is is in need of additional support. So that's, I'm not sure that people understand that that's what's happening here. And that's why I can't say enough about what the staff at that school does. Because they're quiet heroes and I'm not sure that we need to be as quiet about them being heroes as maybe we've been in the past.
0: Well, um, yeah, it's, it, which is not unusual. You have a very passionate staff, and we have passionate staff across the district. Absolutely. But we definitely um, are thankful and grateful for the work that you and the staff at OCA are doing to support um, this unique population of students. Um, and uh, just thank you for that. We just want to thank you. Oh, guys no. For that. It, listen,
1: <laughs> you know, I, I think I've learned a lot in a very short period of time. But the most, um, the thing I've learned the most and the thing, you know it, but man it's so nice to see when you see people pouring their heart, their soul, and their intellect into students. Um, I've been there a short period of time and I try to say, "Mm, don't, don't get attached, just be dispassionate, just this is it, you're, you, you're, you're here, and you know that's what it is, but you just get, get reeled in by, by these kids. I mean, you, you, you really do, you just get reeled in, and as educators, that's really what it should be about, that you feel that um, it's important to make sure that these kids get what they need every day. So um, okay. we, went through, we went through a trial but we're now moving on to triumph, so
0: that's what oh, we have. I to like do. that from trial to triumph. Well, that we'll leave on that note. That's a <laughs> great note to leave on. Um, thank you again for being with us, and we look forward to everyone joining us again for another We Are PPS podcast. Thank you so much.